Hey folks, this is uh, Gospel of Kennison, episode 59, brought to you the week of April 10th, 2017. I'm your host, my name is James Kennison, welcome to the personal audio journal of that guy, me. And uh, this is the second time in like two weeks. It's crazy, crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to do this more often. Instead of like having a regular schedule, I'm just going to do one whenever I get the fancy Whenever the fancy hits me, I've also decided that I'm going to throw in as much stuff from all the other podcasts um, that I've done and stopped that are of the personal nature. Uh, I'm going to try to dump as many of that those things into this one as possible. Again, whenever the mood strikes me. So today, for instance, we have a few MMDs. Uh, if you're new to the program, uh, MMDs are made my days. They're little things that started popping up in my life as I started to heal from the darkest of my depression days. Um, things that would happen, um, that would make that day worthwhile. And it was an exercise in trying to find the good, tiny, wonderful miracles that happen every single day. The ones that are so easy to take for granted. And uh, it was so valuable because there was a period in my life where I couldn't feel good. I couldn't see the good. I couldn't feel it. I couldn't ex- even when I saw it. I I could not. It just enjoying was not a part of who I was. It just couldn't happen. It was impossible. The opposite of dopamine in your brain, um, or the absence of it, rather. So um, MMDs are an important part of my life and continue to be, and even my wife's life. And uh, so I'm going to share a few of those. Without any further ado, the topic for today is fails. Okay. You ever watch fail videos on YouTube? I used to be the guy that couldn't watch fail videos because people get hurt. To this day, I will skip ahead and say that even now, even though I now enjoy watching them, uh, when a kid or a teenager or somebody, anybody, that moment that they impact the ground from falling off of a, a zip line or a, 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 a swing going into a lake, there seems to be a trend with all these. Trying to jump a ramp uh, with a with a, a bicycle, the moment they come in contact with the ground or their head does, I still close my eyes for that brief second so I don't have to see the impact because I feel I feel their pain. But that's not the point of this video. The video, or or this audio, the audio is, um, and the purpose of the audio is, that um, fail videos concern me. And here's why. Um, Not in a moral sense, or even an entertainment sense, or should we, you know, find the the pain of others interesting, or whatever. It's not even that angle. I saw a video specifically, and I've seen them before, where they're, they're doing win and fails back to back. So somebody will do something really, really cool on skis, and then they show a clip of somebody doing really, really crappy things on skis. And there's always been a, a genre of a type of fails that they use in these fail videos that I do not consider to be fails, okay? If somebody does some sort of amazing flip on skis for instance, and then they fail and they fall and they hurt themselves or whatever. I have never considered that a fail. If somebody does something on a gymnastics bar and it goes flying off and hits, or they do something weird on a trampoline and they, and they just land wrong or they do some sort of backflip or whatever. I have never considered any of those things fails. And here's why, because those people have to have a ton of talent to fail that badly. 
Those are fails I will never experience because I will never be able to flip backwards off of something, do some sort of cool trick on a trampoline, um, you know, pull myself up on a bar and, and flip around. And uh, no, it's not in my future. Uh, <laughs> so to be able to fail that big, you have to have talent. You have got to have put yourself in a position on purpose that enabled you to fail in that way. So I don't consider that a fail. I consider it an attempt, a failed attempt, if you will. But I will call it an attempt because they're not going to stop there and walk away. The video may end, but their experience hasn't. So backing up from that now, I go back to the win-fail videos. And a lot of the ones in this case were talent-based quote-unquote fails or attempts and so I, I got a little concerned and maybe I'm, I'm concerned over nothing but here it is you know when you're old you start worrying about the youth of America <laughs> and you worry about trends and all this stuff and as much as I love fail videos I I realized that maybe I hope this isn't the case but perhaps fail videos are going to have a negative effect on society in that People are going to see these fail videos and think, or, or just subconsciously start to think, I don't want to look like that guy doing that weird flip or doing that weird, you know, gymnastics feat because I don't want to fail. I don't want to look like that ever. And so they look at the win person, though, the win uh, guy doing his cool thing. And they're like, until I can do it like that, I'm not going to do it. And so perfectionism obviously comes into play, but um, it worries me because I don't call those fails fails. I call them attempts. And the reason why is that the, for every one of those win videos where the person landed it or stuck it or did the right thing and did it perfectly and looked just amazing doing it, there were 700 million quote unquote fails. And uh, you can't stop, even though, like I said, the video stops on the fail. That person kept going and kept going and kept going. Or maybe it was a whole series of practices that they shot on video, but the one time they did something silly and funny, that's what got put up because that's, you know, that's funny. That's amazing. Um, I, I guess my point is made. It's I hope people realize that fail videos of that nature. I'm not talking about somebody sitting on a on a baby swing and falling backwards, you know, because they're or a you know, they're rolling down the hill in a in a power wheels truck, a bunch of rednecks, and then they go peeling off somewhere. Or somebody does this weird, you know, just a weird move in a pool. Uh, th that takes no skill and you're just being a dork. Somebody jumping across a pool, that takes no skill. And then they fall in or they're walking on rocks in the woods and they fall in the stream. Those kind of fail videos. Yes, those are great. Zip lines, uh, swings over a lake. Those are uh, those are pretty good. If you're drunk in anything you do, that that's a fail. That's a fail because it's all funny. Um, but again, here, here, here's the point, America. Um, Seth Groden, I think his last name is pronounced put this out the other day. I, I read it online. He said something to the effect of um, when we do something that's automatic, 
you know, that's a win. We say that it's like riding a bike. It's like riding a bike. You don't forget how. He says, but riding a bike, though it's easy, learning to ride the bike was not. And it came at a high price, usually blood, sweat, and tears, quite literally, falling down over and over and over until you got it. Now, once you get it, it's automatic, and you don't think about it. And uh, But until you get there, it's hard-earned, and people don't realize that. So they see other people... And now I'm adding my stuff, but you see somebody else and they're doing something as if, you know, it's easy as riding a bike for them and you don't see all the work that they did to go into it. So I don't, I don't know what my GOK point is today. I just want to say that there is a difference between a fail and an attempt. And the difference is the video doesn't end in real life. You keep attempting and keep attempting. And for every win video, there's a million fails. There's a there's a channel on YouTube called Dude Perfect. You've probably heard of it, seen it. They just got a Nerf line. And when I first started watching those videos years ago, I thought, oh my gosh, these guys are amazing. They can hit any target with anything. And I think that's their gist, is they're trying to get you to think they're super talented. When in reality, they're just normal dudes. And they throw a football over the back of their head and, and they try to get it into a basket or a special target. And they do it over and over and over until they hit it perfectly. And then they show you that one clip. And therein, that's my perfect metaphor. My perfect example is for every win in their video, there's probably 500 uh, fails or attempts. Although, in their case, I would call it a fail because you're, you're trying to convince me that you're awesome. And I'm sure you are, but you're not that awesome. So anyway, there you go. There you go. Take that for what you will. I'd love to hear your feedback. James at NLCast.com. Still looking for a new um, uh, a new name for the podcast or for the audio journal. I, I had a couple. I had a couple suggestions from one of our listeners, and I appreciate them. Um, the, the Infinity Podcast. I, I I love that. I like it. I'd love to hear some more. So if you have any suggestions, James at NLCast.com. I just don't like Gospel of Kennison. It just seems uh, it was kind of a joke to begin with, and now years later, it just seems a little presumptuous. Like you know, I have a gospel. You know, um, I don't know if you think I should keep it. I also would like to hear that, and I'll just let it go. I mean, there's probably only five people to listen to this anyway. So um, let's jump into some G- some uh, MMDs. MMDs. Actually, let me see if I can pull up the old MMD theme song, and because that would be fun to play. Uh, let's see. File, open playlist, and there it is. All right, here we go. Um, hey, podcast people, you just made my day. Hey, podcast people. <laughs> I don't know that I'll ever do that again, but it was fun to do it once. Um, MMDs for this uh, this episode. First of all, my wife is getting a new job. I think I mentioned this last time, but it bears repeating. Um, my wife took a job that was definitely not something she wanted to do to get us out of Florida, the place of failure, and here into St. Louis. And she did that, and it was only supposed to be about a year. She was supposed to fulfill a, an employment contract and, uh, and then find another job. And nothing came up, and things got busy and crazy and the the poor lady has been working 
I mean, getting home early is between 7.30 and 9, and getting home uh, late has been 11 o'clock and midnight. Things have slacked up recently, but she's got another opportunity, and she's pursuing that, and it's all almost all done, and I'm so excited, so excited. So I love that. That's a MM, MMM, made my month, made my year. Um, so the other thing is I, I go to a small home group uh, church, a micro church, if you will, and uh, it's called Novation. And uh, it's the reason I came here was to hang out with my friend and mentor David Godbout and in uh, his church. And there's only about, you know, 15 of us soaking wet. Uh, but we have but occasionally we'll have new people come in. And last night we had a lady, I, I can't remember her name, I'll call her uh, Linda. And uh, Linda came, she was the uh, an employee of one of the ladies that, that comes to the church, and she seemed really nice, and it was cool seeing our group through her eyes. I kind of do that whenever there's somebody new. It, it it's, it's cool to see, you know, I start thinking as if I, I was an outsider or, you know, somebody from the outside. And I used to be. When I first came here, obviously I was, but I was also used to the way things, uh, the, used to the way my friend David did things. So it wasn't that much of a shock for me, but seeing it after two years um, or a year and a half that we've been here, uh, it was interesting and it was cool. And I liked what I saw. I saw a bunch of friendly people that were eager to let somebody in rather than keep them out. And they weren't preachy. They weren't judgmental. They weren't holier than thou. And they weren't uh, immaculately dressed either. And that's what I love about my group is it's real. And it's not always pretty. Holy crap, it's not always pretty. But it's always real. And people are discipling each other and living life together. And it's great. Um, another MMD that I didn't even have on my list. There's a book that you should read. I think you should. It's called So You Don't Want to Go to Church Anymore. And if you're anywhere close to where I've been, where you've been hurt by church, and you just or, or you just go um, just to keep things going. It's not an anti-church book in any way. It is a book that calls into question everything that we hold sacred um, that's not really sacred about how we live out our Christian life. And it's always good to do that because if it's legit, if your beliefs or your feelings on subjects are legit, then they will outlast the criticism so don't be, ever be afraid to call into question the things you believe. But if they are not, if they are something that is extra, that is putting extra pressure on you, then, um, then they are trivial. They are not real. So uh, it's called, so you don't want to go into church. So you don't want to go to church anymore. Let me see if I can find where it's at. So you don't, I mean, you, you have internet just like I do, but it's on amazon.com. I got it at my local library. Um, it's on Kindle for eight ninety nine, paperback for nine thirty nine on Amazon. So you don't want to go to church anymore by Wayne Jacobson and Dave Coleman. Uh, I guess it was co-authored. Now I want to say this: it's written as a story, as a narrative, and it's not a very good narrative. <laughs> but it is a a group of people or a couple of people having a series of deep conversations about you know, issues of faith. And it's great. It's uh, from the same publishing house that uh, produced The Shack. 
Um, don't let that dissuade you if you hated the shack or you're morally opposed. It, it really has nothing to do with the shack. But the shack is like a series of conversations as well and uh, with a narrative wrapped around it. So um, you could tell why they why they published both. So anyway, um, so you don't want to go to church anymore. An Unexpected Journey um, is made back in 2008. And I finished it, and it's and I'm proud, first of all, because it took me a while, because there were so many good things in there that it's one of those books you just want to chew on for a while whenever you got something new. And it took me a while to get through it, also because I didn't like the narrative. But the points that were made were really, really good. One of them, it, it had a lot to do with the things I went through um, when I was at church and then, you know, got the depression and then got uh, kind of ostracized. And it was there was one point in the book that really hit home, and I'll tell you why first, and then I'll tell you what the point was. When we uh, first left, um, my when we stepped down from my position, you know, I asked, can we continue to go there at, to the church and heal up? And, well, of course we were told yes, but we went and it didn't help and it was bad. It actually had a negative effect and, and not because anybody was in, in, in any way particularly bad or mean or, or anything like that. It, it was just, it just was weird. It, it was just weird. I guess it's like when you break up with a girlfriend or a boyfriend and you say, yeah, we'll still be friends, but you're not because it's weird. That's kind of what it was like. So in the book, though, one of the guys makes a point that you can't heal at the scene of the accident. And that was just like, for me, we couldn't heal. That explained why the thing at the church was weird, because that's where the injury happened. And you can't heal at the scene of the accident. You have to heal at a hospital. So we literally did need to, to go and relocate and get somewhere that we could heal away from the scene of the accident. And is the scene of the accident a bad place? No. But is it a place I could heal? No. So even if it has nothing to do for you for the for the question of church and, and how we do it, you're still going to get something out of it. So there's my suggestion, a book suggestion for today. Um, if you read it, let me know. James at NLCast.com. That would be awesome. Um, the last one, my last little MMD made my day um we had this big blank space on my wall in the in the dining room and um the people before us you know when we moved in or before we moved in when we went through the house they had a giant uh canvas there and it was just so awesome and i never could find anything reasonably priced to replace it i wanted a big thing um to go there so then i was like hey you know what we'll get on um ikea and see what they got well they got these big things but they're all photographs i don't want to hang a photo on my wall i want a painting kind of looking thing so they did have some that look like paintings and they were in groups of three and i was like that's cool because the image spans the three canvases and that'll be cool it'll fill in the same amount of space it'll be one big photo or one big picture but uh, across three different canvases that's cool but i didn't buy it for some reason I was like, you know what, I'll just sit on this for a while. Then I went to Hobby Lobby, and I was just walking through an aisle I'd never been through before, and there he had these chalkboards that were framed in wood. At least they look like they are. It's fake. It's all metal and then painted. Um, and long story short, I bought three of them and hung them on the wall. 
And I decorated one of them with chalk. Uh, and my kids, I let my kids each draw uh, something on the other two. And we hung them up in, in the same way the three images would have been um, from Ikea. And it looks awesome. If you want to see it, uh, it's on my Facebook I think, and you can friend me, and then you could uh, could check it out. I think you could look at it even without it. You could follow me if you don't want to friend me. And uh, it just it just made my day because we've decided in our house um, we're not good at decorating, and that's not what we decided. It's just true. We've never been people to just put stuff up and and just have this awesome little cushy house. We've been in this house, and and we just only now started uh, putting things up on the wall. Uh, we're not decorators. You'd think I would be, but I'm, I'm really not. I do have an eye for what looks good. I just can't. Um, I just don't care, I guess, enough. But my wife had this idea. Let's just decorate the house with us, with what makes our family go and what makes us good. And so she took all the books down off of our shelves, all, you know, all the ones you, you display for others to see. <laughs> But you don't really read anymore, or maybe you do, but uh, she took all those down and she said, just go grab some Legos, some of the Legos that you've built and put them up here. And so in our living room, I've got a couple of Buzz Lightyear things. The kids have some of their sets and I have a couple of mine from Star Wars and uh, the Lego movie. And it looks really cool and fun. And um, we've been doing that. We've been starting to put bits of ourselves around the house. And I think it's the best thing ever because I'm kind of motivated to find things to do, you know, that, that look cool. We, we want our kitchen to look a little bit like a uh, coffee shop. So we've put a few things up that do that, uh, including a, a clock that, that I got at Ikea uh, the other day. Um, but those chalkboards are going up. And we've all seen chalkboards in coffee shops. It's like their menus made out of it. And so in the middle frame, oh, I'll tell you, on the left frame is my son's, and he's already done two different images. He he did a bulldog face, which he he did really well, and but he hated it. And so I let him, after a, a week, I let him pull it down, and, and he did a uh, another type of dog uh, whose name is Frank, by the way. And then we hung that one back up. And that's the goal, is to constantly be changing these things. And that's another beautiful thing, is as they age, hopefully uh, the images will uh, change and, and grow along with them. On the right, far right side is my daughter's and she did Rapunzel with the tower and, uh, the hair and the whole thing. And it looks, it looks good. In the middle, I did some text and it just says simply, our family is awesome. And we are, we're an awesome family. Uh, individually, (laughs) we all have a lot of growing to do, but man, we are an amazing family, you know? Does that make sense? So that's all my MMDs for today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, send your feedback, comments, you know, tell me, just tell me that you listened. James at NLCast.com. Friend me on Facebook if you want to. Uh, don't bother following me on Twitter. I don't do Twitter. And uh, we'll see you guys next time right here on uh, GOK. Peace. <laughs>